Hello, I'm Roddy and welcome to Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including lifting the curtain, giving you the inside track of what's going on nationally and locally. There's our pick of the week, your ring-in request and a chance to win if you can name that show. We've got the quick quiz, another hot pick out of the vault and don't miss Charlie Ryle live on the line for our spotlight interview. All coming your way before midday on Stage Door... Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Well, welcome. Good morning. I'm, I'm flying solo today. I'm without Joe, but don't worry. I'm keeping up appearances, keeping up tradition. I've got my coffee. I had to get my own coffee. I mean, things have come to a pretty pass when you've got to buy your own. Uh, but no, wishing Joe well. She'll be back next week, I'm sure. In the meantime, you're joining us here on Stage Door. Uh, we're looking forward to, speaking of traditions, we're looking forward to Pub in the Park this weekend. Joe and I will both be there. We're going to be doing The Colossal Carrot and The Mighty Mole, uh, which is a new show that Joe's written. Uh, I'm going to be playing a gardener. I've got my wheelbarrow all prepped, got my Wellington boots on ready to go. So come and join us in the kids' field. We'll talk more about that later on during Lifting the Curtain. Uh, but obviously, gourmands from everywhere and festival lovers, music lovers alike, will descend on Marlow for Pub in the Park. So it's all very exciting here in Marlow this week. I can feel the buzz in the air, the bunting's up. Everyone's ready to go. And I'm also super excited that my friend Charlie's very kindly agreed to come down the line with us online, live. We're going to speak to her for our interview slot in the Spotlight interview chair later in the show. So thank you, Charlie, and we'll talk to you later. Right, let's kick off with Name That Show. Uh, so, as always, Joe's given us a clip of a song. You're going to get three clips throughout the hour, and you might immediately be able to spot the name of that song, but it's the show we want. We want you to name that show. Can you identify from which show this comes? And still have You might be feeling confident. If you are, email roddy at river.radio. If you're unsure, don't panic. You've got two more clips later on in the hour. But roddy at river.radio this week. Let me know if you can work out what that's from. Right, let's lift the curtain. So this is where we have a little look around what's going on. We look through the gossip, we look through the listings, and we uh, have a little chinwag about what's happening. Well, I noticed that Ocean at the End of the Lane is set to go on tour. So it ends this week in the West End. I know that because I'm going to try and grab a ticket to go and see it tonight, quick, before it disappears. Sam Wire, the designer, uh, is a fantastic designer and a good friend of mine, so I'm going to try and see that this evening. But if you miss it, it's off to the Lowry in Salford this December and then tours the rest of the UK. So hopefully it might even come somewhere near us here in the Thames Valley. Uh, it's got a whole host of dates listed, so go and check that out. It's a great show. Um, now, Into the Woods has opened in New York. The Sondheim and Lapine musical has opened with Neil Patrick Harris. Quite a long way for us to go, but can you imagine how exciting is that? I think he's a wonderful actor. Uh, what else is happening? Well, gossip-wise, I don't know whether devotees of theatre have noticed that the producers of Mike Bartlett's Cock in the West End had increased the premium price tickets to £400, which is <laughs> insanely greedy. I mean, when I went to see Cabaret a couple of weeks ago, uh, I did notice that actually on the front row, there were a number of people who had obviously spent, I think, two, three hundred quid 
for a meal. And you think, okay, you're getting a meal, you're getting a front row seat, you're getting a very different experience, continuing that immersive arrival that they had with different p- piano bars playing and performers climbing up frames over the box office. All very exciting. You're sitting there in the heart of the action. It's probably worth a little bit extra. Is it worth 300 quid? I don't think it is. Um, but £400 to go and watch a play in a theatre is just simply greedy. And uh, people kicked off about it. Um, it's the production starring Jonathan Bailey and Joel Harper-Jackson, who replaced Taron Edgerton. We've talked about that quite a lot here on Stage Door. They managed to put their top price ticket up from something like 120, 150, up to 400. And social media has kicked off, including quite a lot of jokes around the play's title. Uh, people not wanting to spend £400 uh, for cock. So uh, they have backed down, and uh, it's now back down to £175, a snitch at. So still still pretty pricey. Now, just looking at what's happening, I mentioned that Pub in the Park is coming to Marlowe, looking locally. Uh, well, Jam is known for the fun and quietly original kids shows that they've been creating for years. You might have caught any number of their other shows here. In fact, the reason I know Joe is through her show, The Lazy Elf, which began in Marlowe and then went to the West End, to the Arts Theatre in 2011. I say that wincing because it was so long ago and yet it feels like yesterday. But their new show is just as crazy as all the rest. The Colossal Carrot and the Mighty Mole is perfect for kids aged three to nine. So once you've had your kedgery from Tom Kerridge or whatever he's cooking up for us this weekend, then you might want to potter over if you've got children, keep them entertained whilst they're not eating candy floss, bring them over to the kids' theatre tent, to the Colossal Carrot and the Mighty Mole. And you can join in the show as well. There's lots of audience participation. Uh, Meet Arthur the Pig, Dave the Dog, Roy the Rooster and Martha the Mole. And in fact, I'll be there as Fred the Farmer. So I hope you can come and join us 12 to 4pm Saturday and Sunday. That's a pub in the park, Marlow. Other things going on. Uh, it's a final call for ordinary days at the Cockpit Theatre. Um, I say final call, it doesn't open till tomorrow, but it's a really short run. It's only on from the 13th to the 15th. It's directed by Julie Atherton, is why I've picked this out of the listings. Uh, she's from Avenue Q and played Belle Sauvage at the Bridge. Um, and now she's directing. She's directing Ordinary Days. It's only doing four performances. It tells the story of four New Yorkers in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, searching for fulfilment, acceptance, happiness and escapism. Looks a really unusual piece. That's at the Cockpit Theatre, one we've not mentioned on stage door before. Other things, Cluedo with Michelle Collins is touring. So that's going all the way around the UK. Uh, If you're a fan of the board game, why don't you go and see all of those characters, Colonel Mustard, played out live in a stage show. Uh, Jean... Jean-Luc Worrell, who I saw in Greenwich Pantomime a few years ago, is a brilliant performer. He's in that as well. And looking further ahead, Felicity Kendall is set to headline the upcoming 40th anniversary production of Michael Frayn's hit comedy Noises Off. She'll be playing Dottie Otley. So if you're a fan of Felicity Kendall, and let's face it, who isn't? If you used to enjoy, oh, what's it called? Not As Time Goes By. I've, can't, I've forgotten the title. I'm singing the theme tune. As Time Goes By was Judy Dench and uh, Jeffrey Palmer. But starring Richard Ryers, Felicity Kendall, Penelope Keith and ah, I've for- entirely forgotten its title. Anyway, brilliant show. Uh, Felicity Kendall, obviously, having recently been uh, on stage doing Anything Goes at the Barbican, she's set to headline the 40th anniversary of Noises Off, directed by Lizney. 
uh, Lindsay, sorry, Posner, uh, who did Noises Off at London's Old Vic previously. Um, it will play Bath, Richmond, Brighton and Cambridge from September. And it's obviously got its eyes on the West End. So whilst I try and remember the name of that incredibly famous 60s show, help me out here, Roddy at River Radio, let's listen to Kelsey Grammer singing Finding Neverland, singing live by the hook from Finding Neverland. I've never seen this. I've never heard it. This is a little treat from Joe, continuing our theatrical education here on Stage Door. Feels like there's nothing left Am I on my own On the road ahead I can't walk alone They're all leaving me Don't believe in me I was foolish, reckless and blind I should turn back while there's still time You coward! Oh, boo-hoo No one wants to play with me And my wife has left me Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Who are you? I am your darkest hide. The one you keep in shadows, refer to a hide. Deep in your heart you can't deny All of your fears keep me alive Waiting here for you to arrive Don't choose to live by the book Let's live by the hook (laughs) Captain James Hook, at your service Playwright James Barry I know But I, I don't understand where you came from Came from you, James. A part of you. The part you don't like to talk about at tea parties with little cakes and cucumber sandwiches. You're me? Yes. Ever so slightly more handsome. You need me. Your play needs me. Children like to be scared. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> you have to use your pen for something other than satisfying them. Let us embark on this journey. Be sure to write a part for me. I'll be the wind behind your sails I will fight to thunder I'm gone! You have to look in your heart, in your soul You must find a hook in your heart, in your soul And search every look in your heart, in your soul Don't 
that is fantastic. I love it. That was Kelsey Grammer, who obviously you'll all know as Frasier, singing uh, as Captain Hook, live, uh, Live by the Hook. That was a brilliant song. I love that. I do love it when I find something. In fact, most of the music today is absolutely banging uh, here on Stage Door. Live by the hook from Finding Neverland. Thank you very much for that. Right, well, we are in the middle of lifting the curtain, taking a little look at what's coming up, what's to look forward to, what you need to get booking for. Well, The Doctor, starring Juliet Stevenson, is to run in the West End and tour this autumn. It was one of those that was originally meant to run in 2020, but like my friend who astutely postponed her wedding for two years rather than one. Uh, It's taken a two-year hiatus and it's back into the West End. It got five stars at the production of Robert Icke's version of the Arthur Schnitzler play and it transfers from the Almeida Theatre into a tour. So the casting's yet to be confirmed but we can look forward to that coming at at the Duke of York's Theatre from the 29th of September but before that you can catch it in Brighton, Bath and Richmond. Richmond's probably our closest. That's on the 19th to the 24th of September. Uh, there's lots of exciting things happening all around. I noticed that the Kenton Theatre, right down the road here, has got great expectations on the 13th. And then a really interesting one on the 29th, a Cold War drama double bill with all the profits going to War Child. Uh, Tales from Star City and a Letter of Last Resort. So that's at the Kenton in Henley. And Tony Christie is here doing Avenues and Alleyways uh, for one night only on the 20th of May. So all of these things not particularly long away. And as we've said, always worth getting booking for things that you think, oh, yeah, I'd quite like to see that. And if you're not careful, they'll go before you've had chance to get your ticket. Uh, what else have we got? Well, I noticed that the English nat- uh, English National Opera has The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I mean, you look at it and you think, well, how could there not be an opera of that? Uh But there's an all-female creative team staying true to the novel by Margaret Atwood. That's at the ENO. Uh, I mean, we're so lucky at the minute. I feel like there's an absolute resurgence of fresh new theatre, uh, new plays, particularly plays outside the West End. We were saying there's a huge queue, a huge backlog for shows to get into the West End. And actually, it's really encouraging seeing that plays are happening, just not on those big stages. I think the there is a reckoning, I think, coming for some musicals that aren't selling as well as they were pre-pandemic, that producers had put all their eggs in a basket for. Um, things like Beautiful, the musical, I understand, has got to take a, a little sabbatical in the middle of its tour, because normally these things were selling, and suddenly it's not going quite as planned. So I think probably there needs to be a little refresh on what shows go where, and maybe rebalance the West End so we do have space for plays in these big venues. But undeterred, places like the Young are still ploughing out excellent new uh, material. So there's the five lesbian brothers uh, for 10 days at the beginning of June, the 1st to the 11th of June. Uh, it's written by the five lesbian brothers. It's called The Secretaries, uh, directed by Deirdre McLaughlin. Um, and that's about how a decent girl gets involved with a cult of murderous secretaries. New girl Patty's dying to fit in with the perfectly put together secretaries at the lumber mill. Um, something a little bit Stepford Wives about it. Uh, but when the local lumberjacks start going missing, how far will she go to join their clique? Oh, I'm, getting, I'm getting shades of hot fuzz there as well. Uh, but that sounds a wonderfully unusual eclectic show and that's at the Young Vic from the 1st of June to the 11th of June. 
I remember, by the way, um, it's the good life, isn't it? She played Barbara Good, for goodness sake, with Paul Eddington as the inimitable Jer- Jerry. Jerry. I absolutely love that show. Um, what else have we got? Stratford East has Burn It Down. Timberlake, Wurton Baker's The Expendables. And Baberi Bukil was yummy. The first two shows in the Burn It Down series at Stratford East. The Expendables stars Sarah Kesterman. Oh, I really like her. And Simon Manyonda. And Yummy will feature Omolabake Joluasu and Rachel Unwakoro, plus more to be announced. That's the uh, first in their series of six newly commissioned script-in-hand performances about urgent political issues. Uh, So I think if Burn It Down doesn't tell you which direction that's going, uh, then nothing will. That's at Stratford East. Uh, What else is is happening? Now, the Nationals announced that they're going to be reviving The Crucible. Now, look, I know it's popular. Arthur Miller's probably most famous play gets done every couple of years. Uh, it is a it is a, a, a bum filler. Is that true? No, a seat filler. Bums on seats. Good grief. Um, but it isn't to my taste. I find it all uh, unbearably predictable. Um, and so I remember a couple of years ago when the Bristol Old Vic did it and there was an actor enthusiastically saying on the trailer, we're going to hit the audience right at the start, hit them 10 out of 10 and keep going. I was like, well, you can't. You haven't got anywhere to go. It often lacks dynamic. But having just mentioned Lindsay Turner, uh, back to direct Arthur Miller's The Crucible in the Olivier Theatre um, with Australian actor Brendan Cowell, who's done Yerma, Life of Galileo at the Young Vic in his national debut as John Proctor. Alongside the Crown, Erin Doherty in the role of Abigail. She's a big star, went to very good theatre school, of course. And that opens in September. Uh, so if you're a fan, I mean, set design by Ez Devlin is reassuring because brilliant designer. So it's probably going to look fantastic. Uh, if you want to go and hear John Proctor roaring, because it's my name, then you know where to go. <laughs> yes, I am slightly biased. Um, Joe would want me to mention Passion, starring Ruthie Henschel at Hope Mill Theatre. I know she's hoping to try and uh, to try and catch it. Another Sondheim Lapine show. Um, I'm a big fan of Ruthie Henschel, probably not even quite as big as Joe. Uh, so that's open at the Hope Mill in Manchester. Um, it's it's getting some nice reviews. It sounds like uh, the unequivocal musical might of its own star power is, is what sticks out, and you can't really go wrong with her in the lead. I remember watching Ruthie Henschel a few years ago at a proms in the park in London and just being blown away. You know when you listen to somebody and you're like... <gasps> Sometimes when you listen to a cast recording, you assume it's just them on a good day or maybe it's had a little auto-tune help or maybe they took up Snatch Breath in the middle and they've got rid of it in the, in the recording studio. But she just held this note live and you go, that is an undeniable talent. Uh, so, uh, yep, Ruthie Henshaw, they're doing very well. Uh, lots going on. We've got lots happening locally and around the uh, rest of the UK. Uh, now Joe would normally be here to give you all the lowdown of what she spotted in her in her little tips and tricks and keep an eye on uh, what's coming up. Uh, but before we go through the rest of what's coming up, um, I thought we'd have a little listen to some Matilda, which is a show I'm very fond of. Uh, a good friend of mine is um, in for it at the minute, which is exciting. So hearing all those songs uh, being, being rehearsed downstairs is great. But let's have a little listen to some revolting children, shall we? Uh, <laughs> here they are. Me. 
what an absolutely brilliant musical. Still going strong in the West End. Well, you're listening to Stage Door on River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio, and we're live right here, right now on DAB. Having a little look through the listings on Lifting the Curtain, Middle, we've mentioned before, is at the National Theatre. It has now opened. I was really excited to see there's an actor from uh, the Thames Valley, a good friend of mine, who's actually in it as an understudy, which is exciting. There's only, uh, I think it's two characters. I think there's two characters. He's understudying one of the leads. Fantastic work. Well done, Mark. Uh, might need to grab him onto stage door. And also my friend Lucy's staff director on it. So uh, they were celebrating press night the other day. It's opened. It's up. Uh, it follows the five-star sellout play Beginning. You can see where he's going here. Uh, David Eldridge has done Beginning. Now he's doing Middle. And director Polly Findlay, they reunite. Uh, as dawn breaks, Maggie is heating some milk and Gary wonders what she's doing out of bed. Maybe it's time for an honest conversation, but how much honesty? honesty can this marriage take so that's now uh, it's open it's up it's on that's at the national theater now something i don't think we've spotted before is the west end flea market you heard of the West End Flea Market? I haven't. Anyway, the, Saturday the 21st of May, so not this week, next week, at St Paul's Church in Covent Garden, the gates fling open their doors at 10.30. And it's your opportunity to meet over 20 of the best West End shows and pick up some unique merchandise, snap a selfie with one of the actors and raise money for Acting for Others. So Acting for Others is a charity that helps all theatre works in emotional or financial need. And there are loads of shows there. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, um, Book of Mormon, Hamilton, Les Mis, Phantom, Heather's Six. Uh, You know, there's so much going on there. Back to the Future, Moulin Rouge. If you want to try and catch some of the actors, get a selfie and just soak up the atmosphere hanging around with the stars from the West End whilst raising money for a good cause, that's Saturday the 21st of May in Covent Garden. Why not make a day of it? Go, Go knock yourselves out. Right. Operation Mincemeat. Uh, Operation Mincemeat is getting rave reviews. Now, it's been around for a couple of years. I think it began at the Southwark Playhouse. Well, it's transferred to the Riverside Studios. Uh, The Mirror called it a miraculous musical that tells the entire story in a kind of accelerated farce that's part Mel Brooks, part Six, well, we love Six, the musical here, part Hamilton with a side order of one man, two governors. I saw a press video the other day with the audience having come out howling with laughter, you know, tears actually running down their face. So I'm going to try and catch that Operation Mincemeat. The year is 1943. Don't know why I'm doing an American accent. And we're losing the war. Luckily, we're about to gamble all our futures on a stolen corpse. Ah, no, it opened at the new diorama. And then it moved to the Southwark Playhouse in 2020, 2021. And now it's extending its run. So it's on until the 9th of July. And that's at the Riverside Studios Operation Mincemeat. Animal Farm. Animal Farm is uh, is coming. It's on. It's currently on at the Richmond Theatre. It's then off to the Wolverhampton and then to the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. Uh, so those might those might work for you. I've seen some of the puppets and they are incredible. Adapted and directed by Robert Icke. Gosh, there's some recurring names today. <laughs> there are only two directors in the UK. Uh, Robert Icke uh, and then with set and costume design by Bunny Christie. Again, another brilliant designer. And the puppet designer Toby Ollier, who does loads of work. Work. He's got so many followers on Instagram. His creations are so beautiful. You'll know this. You'll know the story. Old Major, the prize boar, calls the animals of Ma- Manor Farm together because he's had a strange dream of a better future. 
I thought when I saw my uh, good friend Alistair Buchan a few years ago uh, touring Inspector Calls that surely, given it's on all the syllabuses, Animal Farm must be in the pipeline. And clearly it was. Uh, so if you've got somebody studying it or you read it yourself uh, as a kid and you, you want to dive back into that dystopian world, uh, that Orwell- Orwellian creepiness, uh, then you can try and catch that. It's on this week at London's Richmond Theatre. Then if you're going to Wolverhampton, Bab, you could catch it there. And then it's at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. Um, Much Ado About Nothing is at the Globe, which is exciting. I absolutely love that show. It's a brilliant Shakespearean comedy. And it's getting a great review um, of Lucy Phelps and Ralph Davis. Rafe Davis? Ralph? Don't know. Personal preference, mate. Get in touch, Ralph. Let me know. (laughs) They're playing sparring lovers Beatrice and Benedict in Lucy Bailey's joyful production of Shakespeare's play, which apparently is glowing with the warmth of the Italian sun. Well... If you can manage to avoid the pelting showers that we seem to be getting in this eclectic... Uh, it's it's April showers, and we're getting them in May in what's supposed to be our spring. Uh, pop on a poncho and head down to the Globe. You can get Groundling tickets for a tenner. Uh, so it's always worth trying to... I say that just generally for any show, not plugging that particular one. You can always get a good a good deal, a good vantage point. If you can stand on your feet for a couple of hours and at uh, the two hours traffic of their stage, I always recommend a trip to the globe even just to soak up the architecture of the building you know the first building in london since the great fire to have been allowed to have a thatched roof it's an incredible space really evocative and you can feel almost that you're there in the late 16th century um, apart from the mobile phones and the boeing 747s going overhead interesting that much ado is being done at the globe around the same time that uh, the nationals looking forward to doing its production so the nationals got uh, much ado coming down the line with john heffernan um, and Catherine Parkinson playing Benedict and Beatrice. So it does seem to happen, this. There's sort of, it comes in fits and starts. There ends up being a sort of, there's something in the air um, about a show and then different people programme it in different spaces. But anyway, there we go. That was Lifting the Curtain. You're listening to Stage Door. Just with me, I'm flying solo today. I'm Roddy here at Stage Door. Let's see whether or not you can have part two of Name That Show. Can you get it from the second clip? I'll never know what made it so exciting. Now, I think there's something in the vocal tone there that rather gives away the actress straight off. So if you that might narrow it down. This is Name That Show. Email roddy at river.radio if you can have the foggiest about what that show is from. You might be able to name the actress you might be able to name the song but it's the show that we're after if you can guess that roddy at river.radio i'll never know what made it so exciting <laughs> okay right oh it's it's that great famed time you never know i worked in a call center would you turns out i am all right on the phone i am just also allergic to it hi Hello. and roddy it's ah. robin i would like you to play fat sam's grand slam from bugsy malone because it was the first show i ever did and it was the most fun song to perform Oh, absolutely. I lo- this is a banger. And actually, I say this as probably one of the only people in the UK that did, who's interested in the performing arts who didn't do this at primary school. Uh, Bugsy Malone, Fat Sam's Grand Slam. Good choice, Robin. Here it is.
Absolute tune. Absolutely love that. I wish I could have done that at school. Well, look, there's loads still to come, including pulling a show out of the vault. But now, before we interview her in our Spotlight interview, I'm joined by Charlie Ryle for the quick quiz. Hello, Charlie, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yay! We have her. This Hurrah. is the first time we've had a quiz contestant coming down the line on on uh, over over on Zoom. So we've plugged you in. You are connected to the mainframe. Thrilling times. <laughs> so dry. I haven't seen Charlie <laughs> Ryle for absolutely ages. Uh, actress and writer. We're uh, overjoyed to have her here on stage door with your boyfriend Rich. I understand. Hello. Hello yes. there. Are you going to? Is this a double actor? You're going to play against each other? Uh, it will be incredibly competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Armed with biros. Tremendous. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I've got five questions. I've been kind to you. I've um, popped, I've forestalled Joe's one for next week. She sent me the questions. I tried to avoid looking at the answers and then I thought, no, I won't steal her theme. She's been doing a theme of quizzes where she names a song and you have to guess from two musicals, which it is. So we've done things like Wicked or Waitress. And I failed mm-hmm. spectacularly. So to try and <laughs> to try and not leave you hanging in quite such a way, I've got Five slightly kind of questions. Okay, so here we go. Which musical features the song All That Jazz? Oh. Ah, well, (laughs) confident. Matching it so far. (laughs) One out of one so far. Well done. (laughs) So this is Charlie versus Rich. Okay, question two. Billy Elliot is about a boy from which mining town? Oh, no. Okay, some cogitation happening there. Which mining town is Billy Elliot from? <laughs> oh, this is this is what my good friend Al and I call a cerebral clutcher when people are like, "Oh, I I know this," and you try and drag it up from the stem of your brain. Trying to, yeah. trying to hear the accent. Yeah, that will help. I'll leave you to think about it. Question three: Which Shakespeare play features two sets of identical twins separated in a storm? Which Shakespeare play features a, uh, two sets of two sets of identical twins? I mean, Shakespeare loves twins at the best of times, but puts two yeah. sets and creates an elaborate plot device where they're separated in a storm. What's the play? Charlie, Got Charlie, it. looked quietly confident on that one. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah, confident. smashing it. Uh, which London theatre? Question four. Which London theatre has the largest stage? Not auditorium, but which London Theatre has the largest stage? I have an inkling this has been on stage door before, actually, this question. I tend to just sit here in the line of fire and blurt out answers and then probably (laughs) forget what I've said. But um, it's quite an interesting question, I thought. I think I know it. And lastly, complete the lyric, 
Toot sweets, toot sweets. The candies you whistle, the whistles you... What? Toot <laughs> sweets, toot sweets. The candies you whistle, the whistles you... What's the word that comes after that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've musical directed this show. I should know that. <laughs> I was going to say, Rich, as a musical director, you should. If, if it's been your show, you definitely should have done. Right, OK. Well, look, what we do now is we get a couple of minutes breather whilst you rack your brains. No cheating now. No internet-enabled devices. And then we'll come back after those two minutes. If anyone wants to help you, they can email me, roddy at river.radio. If you think you know the answers to any of those, then get in touch. They were, which musical features the song All That Jazz? Billy Elliot's About a Boy from Which Mining Town? Name the Shakespeare play that features two sets of identical twins. Which London theatre has the largest stage? And complete the lyric. Toot sweets, toot sweets, the candies you whistle, the whistles you what? All right, another bang of this. Jo is uh, winding me up here because she knows I haven't seen High School Musical, so here it is. Good shit, fake right and break left. Watching for the peak and keeping an eye on the fence. You gotta run the give and go, take the bottom of the hole. And don't be afraid to shoot the outside jig. Keep your head in the game. Just keep your head in the game. And don't be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. Ha, just keep your head in the game. You gotta get your, get your head in the game. You gotta get your, get your head in the game. Oh, come on, get your, get your head in the game. We gotta get your, get your head in the game. Let's make sure that we get the rebound. When we get it in the crowd, we go wild. Second like chance, gotta grab it and go. Maybe this time we'll hit the right note. Wait a minute, got the time and place. Wait a minute, get my head in the game. Wait a minute, get my head in the game. Wait a minute, wait a minute, gotta get my, get my head in the game. I gotta get my, get my head in the game. But come on, get my, get my head in the game. in this song She makes this feel so right Should I go for it? I'm gonna shake this. Yikes! head in the game charlie so we're back to the quick quiz our time is up not in a sort of deathy sense but just today you you've oh. run <laughs> you've okay. you've run out yeah the reckoning is on us it's the moment of truth i was quite smug that i even recognized that was zach efron singing that song not not normally my jam but i actually really like the rhythm on it maybe i will finally watch high school musical I will not. <laughs> Definitive there. Yep, emphatic. <laughs> okay, right. Question one. Which musical features the song All That Jazz? Charlie? Uh, Chicago. Ah, very good. Did you get that as well, Rich? 
Chicago, yep. yep. One apiece, one a very good. Question two, Billy Elliot's about a boy from which mining town? I find this quite stressful. I think it, I mean, it's somewhere near Durham. Ah, uh, we'll take it. Durham is right. Rich, yeah! what were you going to go for? Ah, I went with Sunderland. Did you? <laughs> it is County Durham, but yeah, they carry the Durham Miners banner. So yeah, Durham. Uh, well done. Ooh, two, one. Uh, which Shakespeare play features two sets of identical twins separated in a storm? Uh, the Comedy of Errors. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you uh, say that like, was everyone else born behind a door? <laughs> what was that, Rich? I, I shan't be admitting what I went with, but I was wrong. Okay, never mind, never mind. Features <laughs> twins. Okay, Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night, no, good guess, good guess. Um, I, it's why I added in the storm, because actually, to be fair, one of the uh, sets of twins in Twelfth Night is actually separated in a storm as well. In a storm, yeah. yeah. Why I, so I'm you're on the me. right lines. It was an intelligent guess, yeah. Which London theatre has the largest stage? Um, Is it Drury Lane? <gasps> No, oh. it's the London Coliseum. Oh, and I boom. think it's because it's not sort of traditionally seen because it's the home of the ENO and largely does opera. I don't think it's seen as being in the West End. It's trying to make itself. Um, but yes, it's the London Coliseum. And complete the lyric: Toot sweets, toot sweets. The candies you whistle, the whistles you eat. Yeah. <laughs> Well done, Rich. Dreads that one up. And yes, well done, Charlie. Did some rhyming there. Four out of five yeah. for you, and was it three out of five for Rich? Two. Okay, yeah. Pull that gesture at me. Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, right. Well, very good. Very respectable. Better than me in most weeks, it has to be said. Right, you can sit pretty for a minute because what we do now is take a show out of the vault. So I've got my coffee, I've got my mocha, I've got my Rich, I've got my Charlie. Uh, come with us, we'll squeeze in. And let's just spin the Rolodex. And the show this week that we've got is Sister Act the Musical. Now, I've pulled Sister Act out, despite the fact that I suspect most people are like, yes, I've seen it. But if, like me, you still haven't properly watched Grease or High School Musical, you might not really know Sister Act. Um, It's a a film, it's one of those ones that I think I watched BBC Two probably 30 years ago. Oh, God, that's terrifying, isn't it? On a cold, wet (laughs) afternoon and caught and was like, this is incredible. Um, And a couple of reasons why we're talking about it today, which will appear as we're talking... It's a 1992 American comedy film directed by Emily Ardolino and written by Paul Rudnick with musical arrangements by Mark Shaman, who's just a brilliant lyricist and musical creator. He created Hairspray, the musical version. Okay, here's the first big reason. It stars Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg in an insane performance. She's so good, so fun. Um, Also, Maggie Smith uh, and Harvey Keitel. I mean, it's so much. I'm making myself want to go home and watch it again. Um, It's about Dolores. It is great. It is great. Look, Charlie testifies. It is great. Um, It stars... So Whoopi plays Dolores, a lounge singer who's forced to join a convent after being placed in a witness protection programme. And her life takes a surprising turn when she witnesses a murder. So she's under protective custody. She's hidden in the one place she won't be found, in a convent, disguised as a nun. And she's got this suspicious mother superior in Maggie Smith, who's playing that character that I feel she's then continued to play for the next 20, 30 years. It's extraordinary this is 1992. She looks the same. She looks the same in Downton even today. Um, But yes, Dolores helps her fellow sisters find their voices as she unexpectedly rediscovers her own. Well, it was incredibly successful. It got $231 million worldwide and it created a franchise. So it created Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, which I think give it up for tithe. As titles of sequels go, Back in the Habit is a a winner. Strong title. 
Did you know Sister Act 3 is in the works? Is it? Yeah, Sister Act. Is, is there an enthralling subtitle? <laughs> I don't know yet. They haven't <laughs> announced it. It seems like it's going to be the Whoopi show, though, so that's great. And also... A stage show. We've mentioned the stage show on Stage Door previously, but it is on its way 19th of July to the 21st of August at Hammersmith Apollo, which is really exciting. It's got a killer cast as well. So Beverly Knight, who's who's brilliant, uh, is joining the sisterhood as disco diva and disguised Dolores Van Cartier. Jennifer Saunders is playing Mother Superior. And then the Greatest Showman and Tony Award-nominated actress Kiala Settle is in it as well. And Leslie Joseph, for fans of Birds of a Feather, there's been a distinctly 60s, 70s BBC TV uh, nostalgia air to the show today. And Hackney Royalty and Olivier Award winner Clive Rowe is in it as well. So it's got a banging cast. That is Sister Act coming to the Hammersmith Apollo. Are you going to go? Yeah, why not? Uh, Mitch has, in fact, MD'd a version of Sister Act. Uh, yeah, it's another one I've Have you? Yeah. Prolific. Uh, well, look, the, the <laughs> show we're going to play, uh, the song, rather, that we're going to play is one of my favourites. And one of the reasons I wanted to pull this show out of the vault today is that in a rare move, it's on Spotify. It's disappeared off Spotify for absolutely ages, but it is now on, uh, and it's just joyous. Starts nice and slow, and then it kicks off. This is I Will Follow Him from the finale of Sister Act the Musical. This will put a spring in your step if the sunshine doesn't.
absolutely cracking. I love that. So if you haven't seen the film, you can watch the film. If you haven't uh, got chance to see the film, why don't you go and watch it live on stage at the Hammersmith Apollo this summer? Uh, you're listening to River Radio online at river.radio on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify and we're broadcasting live on DAB. Okay, so that's the third clip that you get from that show, from that song, from that show. We want you to name that show. Can you work out what that is? If you can, email roddy at river.radio. Get on Joe's leaderboard and then see whether or not uh, you can be a winner when she draws lots on the number of people who've got it in the first column, the second column, the third column. She's got her book glittering with stars. Can you win those theatre tickets? There's that third clip. Interestingly, I don't think that's the right clip because I can't help but Charlie's looking a bit confused over there, being like, mm, "I would say that is from a different musical to the one you were playing earlier." Well, look, let me find let me find that. Thanks for pulling that to my attention. Uh, so, still to come, find out if I'll correctly play the third clip of name that show, or whether you can correctly manage to name it. But now to our spotlight interview with Charlie Ryle. Woo woo! Well, Charlie, down the line, thank you very much for joining us here on Stage Door. Hello. Hello. Now, to kick off, I always like to ask this. It's a bit of a cringe question, but it's nice to find out a little bit about your background. How did you get into acting? Well, Roddy, I got into acting mainly because my dad was an actor, I Ah, guess. so a uh, dynasty. Yeah, yes, exactly. A dynasty of two so far. <laughs> um, yes, that's how. Lovely. And what, you watched him and thought, yes, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, basically. I mean, I spent my whole life growing up um, in the in the theatre, in the dressing rooms of various theatres across the land um, and on sets and what have you. And it's uh, it never occurred to me that there would be any other thing to do. I mean, actually, I wanted to work at a checkout in Tesco when I was five. Yes. Um, for a while, I wanted to work on the tills. And then after that, yeah, it's... Uh, well, now there's self-service checkouts. That you, you got that sorted. Exactly. I'm winning in both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ticking off both of your dream careers what um, what was it about those dressing rooms was it the sitting backstage was it the lights was it the smell of the building was it the fact that you were comfortable and cozy because you're with your dad what was it yeah a, a culmination of all of those things I think it just felt like um one big family as soon as I got into any dressing room everyone would just immediately be you know willing to be my friend uh and that was always really nice yeah uh, yeah and I think, yeah, just and the nostalgia of it, the as you say, the smell of the building, the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. <laughs> Very good. I haven't heard that before. I like it. And now tell us some of the highlights of your career so far. What have you what have you enjoyed? What sticks out in your mind? What favourite shows have you been in or directed or worked on? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I would say probably. Oh. Okay, I wasn't prepared for this question, even though you did tell me that you might ask it. Um, <laughs> I, say, I, did a mu- I did a musical called The Biograph Girl at the Fimbra a few years ago, um, which I really loved doing. It was the first sort of proper musical that I'd done. Um, and 
I mean, I've done musical stuff before, but it was the first proper full-length musical that yeah. I've done, and that was really that was really special. I really enjoyed that. Um, and also, I've done news review a few times. Oh news yes, at the Canal Cafe, and I have enjoyed that every time I've done. I've been oh. in it three times, directed it once, and it was great. And it's where I met Rich, and it's been yeah it's been a big part of my life and i really love it it's a great show that isn't it? it's a real challenge for the performers in it to come up with yeah. i mean i know that you've got writers but equally you've then got to shape some of what you're getting in to to, re- to respond to the news events and create a fresh new satirical show each week exactly and i think you know once you've done news review you can basically do anything yeah <laughs> like, i've this what's next yeah i got this um, and yeah. i found that third clip by the way since you astutely clocked that i was playing the wrong one so here's name that show three So does, is that consistent with what you'd already pegged it as being? Yes. Yeah, yes. So, okay, right. Well, if Charlie and Rich can do it, maybe I'll get you on our <laughs> leaderboard. Email roddy at river.radio. That's not to say lowest common denominator. It's not like, well, if they can get it. Now, have you ever been in that show? Don't give away what it is. Have you ever been in um, it? I have not been in it. No. Um, Rich, have you ever MD'd that show? I've not MD'd that show. No. <laughs> for anyone that knows us. No. <laughs> but then you mentioned you had been in a musical, and obviously you enjoy an eclectic career and different things. I was about to give a horrible clue about what the show was by saying that I, I haven't been in that musical, but I have been in... The, uh, a, a, a related show? A related show. A sim- the show without music? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you have to tell us what that was later. And um, now you like obviously a range of different things, a sort of pick and mix things, because you've got into writing as well. Hmm. Amazing. Now tell us about tasting notes, because we've plugged yeah. it on stage door before, but now we've got the writer. Hurrah! Um, yes, I've written, I've co-written a musical um, called Tasting Notes, uh, which is set in a London wine bar and Great. follows six characters over the space of the same twenty-four hours. Um, in that in that bar uh and i i you know i've worked in bars and the wine trade for almost my whole adult life when i haven't been being an actor um and it sort of you know right what you know it appealed to me as a as a subject and so that's what we've done we've written a musical about that life and does it follow what different characters coming through that wine bar and how they interconnect yeah, sort of. We've got one character who is a, a, a client, a customer in the bar, and the rest of them work in the bar. Um, and it's just, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, when you work in a bar, when you work in hospitality, you can often be completely ignored. It's like it's like those people don't exist yeah. a lot, people that go into bars. And you are often not treated very well and talked to not very nicely. And I always, I would often think when someone was unpleasant to me or just, you know, just behaving in a way that people behave in bars, <laughs> I would think, you don't know what my day has been. You don't know what I, has happened to me. Yeah. Why are you talking? Why are you being so horrible to me? Um, and it's not only that as a plot, but it sort of, you know, investigates what might be happening to people even when, you know, all we can see is what's on the surface. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's true that, isn't it? You often think uh, it, you could collect all of those things. I've worked in hospitality, worked in a pub, and you think, I'm going to put you in a show one day. It's a sort of slight <laughs> act of revenge. <laughs> like, 
exactly I'm going to show everyone what a nuisance you've been to me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how how did you come up with creating the idea as a musical? What made you think that you wanted to add songs to add to it? Well, um, if I'm honest, one the idea itself came from somebody else um, who said, wouldn't it be a good idea if you could see if you could have a, a show or something where you saw the lives of these different characters and see them all crossing between each other. And I thought, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. And Rich was also, we were thinking about potentially writing something together. We thought of doing that before. And I mentioned the idea to him and he was like, oh, yeah, that would make a good show. What about making it a musical? And so we did. Um, and it's taken us about four years from start to finish. Ah. Um and here we are. So you've used you've used lockdown well. Yes, yeah. I mean, I did do a lot of staring at the wall uh, as well in lockdown. Um, so I wasn't one hundred percent productive, but yeah, we managed to get this. Well, it's a clever title, and I can yeah, I can imagine you being inspired partly by looking at that half half empty, half cracked glass of red wine and thinking, should we should we do a show? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to coming to see it. It's 27th of July to the 27th of August, if I'm right, at the Southwark Playhouse. What a space. I love the Southwark Playhouse. Mm. We often plug their shows. Uh, So, yeah, really exciting. We'll come and see it, and hopefully we can catch you in the bar for a drink, and we'll be incredibly polite to the staff. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us on Stage Door. Charlie Ryle and Richard Baker as well. Thanks very much. much. Thank you. Actually, since you can name this show, you can put everyone out of their misery. What is it? My Fair Lady. Yeah, it is My Fair Lady. Very good. And you, I presume, were in Pygmalion at some point, were you? Right. Who were you? Uh, I was Clara Einsford Hill. Ah. Is that Freddie's sister? Yeah. Very nice. Ah. Well, I think you'd, you'd make a brilliant Eliza. Thanks so much. I quite want to play Doolittle, actually, if that's all right. So uh, if you could... Let's do it. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll play you out with the full track from uh, My Fair Lady, which is one of my favourite musicals. Thanks for giving us that today, Joe. Um, But for this week, that's it from Stage Door. Join me and Joe next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from the Stage Door. Thanks, Charlie. done it again i've done it again i've pulled through the wrong track as well for the answer how on earth this is what happens joe has one week off everything goes to pot let's have i could have danced all night instead if that's all right i couldn't go to bed my head's too light to try to set it down sleep sleep i couldn't sleep tonight not for all the jewels in the crown i could have danced all night I could have danced all night and still have begged for more. I could have spread my wings and done a thousand things I've never done before. I'll never know what made it so.